0: Good evening, dummies. Episode 188, Wednesday, July 14th, 9.33 p.m. Wonderful to have you here for Don't Unfriend Me. Got a good show tonight. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. First, I was in Washington, D.C. today. Uh, went down to Annapolis, Maryland to be specific. But really, you can drive on one freeway and be in Maryland, then be in Virginia, then be in Washington, D.C., and then it mixes up. Then you're in Maryland, then you're in Virginia, then you're in D.C. It, they don't know what the hell's going on. Uh, it's a quagmire, to say the least. But anyway, we're in Annapolis. We go to this place called Rips. I'm not sure if that was the name or not, but it doesn't matter. And uh, Brian is there, Adam's there, Jack's there. And I i will tell you, uh, Brian has been really focused on becoming really fit. And he's been working out, taking care of his body. He's a big dude. I mean, he basically looks like the Swede. Well, maybe not. But the point is, he's starting to take care of himself. And he was putting on the pounds, right? He's becoming a dad, and he's getting the dad bod, and he was getting older. And then he sees me, and he's like, okay, well, if Matt can do it, I can do it. I don't think I'm his only inspiration. But ultimately, if that motivates him to take care of his body, great. So we're sitting there. And we're looking through the menu, right? And everybody's like, oh, what are we going to get? What are we going to get? And I see this open face steak sandwich. And and then Jack orders it. Then Adam orders it. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll order the same. Well, I, well, I look at Brian. I say, well, what are you going to order? And he goes, uh, I don't know. You know, I'm looking at this open face sandwich. I'm like, well, I'll take the open face roast beef. And then he looks over at the salads. Now, he knows me. I, he, I'm cheating, right? Like, I'm going to cheat, and he's not going to cheat with me, which is complete bullshit. It's, like, literally unfair. I look at him, I'm like, dude, knock it off. What do you mean you're not going to get the open? Get the open face, and we just know we can't eat dinner tonight. So he gets the open face. We pound the whole thing, but when it shows up, it literally comes out on a forklift. I mean, they had to back it up. Beep. And set it down on the table. Mashed potatoes piled higher than the movie uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind when Richard Dreyfuss is making the mashed potato Devil's Tower. Uh, roast beef that looks like they just masticated a cow and lopped it on a plate. And then there's green beans and gravy over the top of it. Why? Because they can. And damn it, it was good. I ate every single bite. We all did. And that is what we had for lunch. It was good food. Good food. Great food. Amazing day. Wonderful day. Probably the best day. We've had it a while altogether. It's good to be out. It's good to have COVID lifted. It's great to be able to have a life once again without a mask. Folks, what are we talking about tonight? This is a Don't Unfriend Me show. I'll go into who I am, what it's all about. I usually start off with what the topics are, and then I give you a little bit of a joke. And the interesting thing is, I didn't go ahead and prep properly. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, go ahead (laughs) and stall. And we're ready. Okay, folks, sorry I didn't uh, paste my notes properly, but it's okay. We're going to go ahead and get it done. What are we doing tonight? Text, hashtag, people are stupid. Standard rates may apply. Obviously, there's an issue going on in Texas. These voting rights, we heard this in Georgia. This was going on. They're talking about Florida. They're talking about other places now. But Texas is the big one where all these Democrats decided to up and leave in Austin at the Capitol and go ahead and fly to Washington, D.C., and Governor Abbott's saying some interesting things. This is about the, since the H.R. 1 failed to pass from a federal level, they're trying to go ahead and invoke regulations on the state. The Republicans have some really good legislation. I'll go over what it is, and the Democrats are throwing a hissy fit and just deciding to abandon post. This is getting really interesting. We're going to talk about that tonight. There's a whole bunch in here. Why does it say paper jam when there is no paper jam? Printers. Kamala Harris basically just obliterated the flyover states and said that people are too stupid to figure out how to work out a printer. This is going over well. I have a video to show you tonight. It is pretty funny. And once again, the gaffe machine is must be an epidemic, something in the water, because it's usually Joe Biden, but now it is Kamala Harris. Everyone knows that she's dumb as dog shit. With all due respect to the vice presidency, she has done nothing and will do nothing. She hasn't done anything on the border. She's now going to go ahead and be in charge of the voting registration and making voting safe again, and she's not going to do anything there. The woman has done nothing in her career except advance upward based upon some rumors of how she got there. She didn't do anything as a district attorney. She was horrible for African-Americans, and she's not going to do anything for a vice presidency, but we'll go into that as well. Next, hands up or my kid will shoot a new gun manufacturer called Block. It's not Block. It's actually Lego. They made a new Glock 19 Gen 3 or Gen 4 and covered it with Legos. I don't know how I feel about it. You're going to find out tonight. It is interesting, to say the least. I don't know how I feel. I, I, I think it's dangerous, but I also think it's the greatest thing ever invented. We'll talk about that tonight. Good show lineup. We'll have a fun one. The Lego store near my house just reopened after lockdown, which is exciting. And people were lining up for blocks.
1: From an undisclosed location. Always honest, always direct. So sit back, relax. Don't Unfriend Me starts right now.
0: Well, welcome again, dummies, to episode uh one eighty-eight. It is going fast. Wonderful to have you here with Don't Unfriend Me. Who am I? My name is Matthew Spear. I'm the host of Don't Unfriend Me. Wonderful to have you. And uh hope you stay a while. This show is can sometimes be political nature. I tend to be uh Republican. I have some moderate views. Socially, I lean a little bit left, surprisingly enough. Conservative when it comes to fiscal responsibility, and I believe that big government sucks. And I believe in the Constitution. I have a different opinion than most people. I tend to go down the middle and then decide which way I'm going to fall upon. After having great dialogue, conversation, and research, we can agree, we can disagree. You may love me, you can hate me, but ultimately just don't unfriend me. That's the whole thing. Who are we? Well, we have two groups here. We have the dummies. The dummies are the prestigious crowd. Those are the people who watch the show, who have wonderful things to say. They contribute. Sometimes they're negative. Sometimes they're positive. All of that's fine. It doesn't matter, but they're respectful in what they do. The dummies, the dumb nation, whether you've watched one show or a hundred, you are a dummy. So welcome to the new club. But there's also the dum-dums led by Dusty Dinkelman, my stalker. Folks, Tonight's going to be an interesting show. We know that. But before we do that, go over to social media, go to Facebook, go to YouTube, go to Instagram, hit like, share, follow, subscribe. If you could do that, if you have an Instagram or YouTube account, just stop on over there, hit subscribe. It helps the numbers. It helps me get more viewers. And ultimately, that's what we're trying to do. If you are not a social media person, last promotion, go to my website, com, and you will be Regal and wonderful links and audio and videos of my entire catalog. Wonderful to have you here. Let's get started tonight. Text pound people are stupid. Standard rates may apply. Sorry about that, folks. On day three of Texas Democrats hunkering down in Washington, D.C. to block tighter voting laws, Republicans back home settled into a new routine that boils down to turning the Democrats gambit into yet another advantage for the GOP in 2022. You may not have seen this, but they all got on a flight, a private flight, mind you, and nobody wore masks. Very interesting. Sounds like a bunch of privilege to me. With time and a commanding majority on their side, Texas Republicans, who began the summer with a long-to-do list aimed at pushing the state farther to the right, were filling their sudden free time Wednesday, hammering Democrats as obstructionists. Despite being unable to pass any bills, GOP lawmakers promised to keep coming to work At the Texas Capitol. They say Democrats are blocking widely popular measures to lower property taxes and give teachers more money. And they are showing their resolve to eventually pass a new voting bill that includes a raft of changes that, on the whole, would make it harder to cast a ballot in Texas. At least that's what they say. While these Texas Democrats collect taxpayer money as they ride on a private jet, To meet with the Washington elite, those who remain in the chamber await their return to begin work on providing our retired teachers a 13th check, protecting our foster kids and providing taxpayer relief, Republican House Speaker Dade Fellon said. The Republican criticism hinted at how the party is hoping to turn the screws on Democrats for the weeks to come. Both parties are mindful that the voting debate and the Democratic walkout are likely to resonate into next year when the parties are battling over the governor's office as well as dozens of newly drawn state house districts. In Washington, Texas Democrats were also settling into a new routine, meeting with the members of the Congress to press for action on voting rights at the federal level, but coming away with little signs of movement. President Joe Biden on Tuesday appeared to tactically acknowledge the fading hopes for voting legislation, saying he would launch a nationwide campaign to arm voters with information on rule changes and restrictions ahead of the midterm elections good. That's what the federal government should do. Leave it up to the states and then educate the masses on the changes. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell blasted the Texas Democrats from the floor of the Senate Wednesday, characterizing their flight to Washington, D.C. as an effort to snap selfies and bask in the limelight and beg Senate Democrats to take over Texas elections. State legislators from Texas decided to grab some beer, hop on a private jet, and flee the state in what they are pretending is some great moral crusade, the Kentucky Republican said. Later adding, the outrage is completely phony. Good for you, McConnell. Doesn't say things often that I enjoy, but that's one of them. Outside the hotel where the contingent is living and working after flying to Washington on chartered planes Monday, about a dozen demonstrators held signs with messages that included, do your job, and who paid for the private jet. The legislators insisted multiple times that no taxpayer funds were being used. The entire trip, they said, was paid for through donations and out of their own pockets. And I'm sure that little thing called influence wasn't asserted based upon that you are actually in office. I'm sure that didn't get you to the front of the line to book a charter whenever you snap your fingers. The representatives also defended their decision to leave Texas, saying the move had already partially succeeded by shining a national spotlight on voting rights. More than a dozen states this year have already passed tougher election laws in response to former President Donald Trump's false claims that the 2020 election was stolen. We are not here on vacation, Democratic State Representative Jose Mendez said. I'd much rather be home with my family. We are here to do a job. No, you're not. Your job is in Texas, not the national or federal government. Republicans say the voting changes are needed to fight fraud. However, fraud is rare and we know this. And Democrats say the measures target their supporters. Well does, because Democrats get away with murder in elections. We'll talk about it. We will stay here for as long as it takes and come back as many times as it takes to give these protections to every Texas voter, said Republican state Senator Brian Hughes, one of the lead GOP authors of the voting bill. For his part, State Representative Chris Turner, the Texas House Democratic Chairman, said his caucus was actively raising funds to sustain a long-term stay in Washington, he said. The Democrats fully intend to remain outside of Texas until the current session ends on August 7th in order to kill this bill. Did you just hear what I said? They're going to raise money so they don't have to do their jobs. And in the meantime, quote, he said, we are going to shine a harsh national spotlight on Republican voter suppression efforts. Asked how long they could hold out, Turner replied, we're not worried about it. The agenda Republican Governor Greg Abbott ordered at the start of the 30 day session included hot button conservative priorities such as border security measures and rules over how race can be taught in public schools. Republicans have not given up on those efforts, but since Democrats left, they have instead highlighted more middle of the road issues. Although Texas Republicans authorized state troopers to find and corral missing legislators, there remained no indication Wednesday that any action was being taken. Abbott has threatened Democrats with the arrest once they return, as state troopers have no jurisdiction beyond Texas. Taking off to Washington is the second time that Democratic lawmakers have staged a walkout over the voting overhaul, which they say will make it harder for young people, people of color, and people with disabilities to vote. The legislation would outlaw 24-hour polling places, ban drop boxes for mail ballots, and empower partisan poll watchers. But let's get down to it. What does it really mean? Enhancing poll watcher protections. This is something that both sides agree on. We don't want the Black Panthers. We don't want alt-right Proud Boys sitting on the steps influencing voters. And this is something they mutually agree on. The Crystal Mason provision, it's HB3, it will require judges to inform someone of a conviction will prohibit them from voting and require proof beyond a provisional ballot for an attempt to cast an illegal vote to count as a crime. Essentially what it's saying is that if you are not allowed to vote and you vote, there is an additional count of crime associated with that. And it's our responsibility to ensure that if you do commit a crime, that we inform people, especially the electoral area, that you are unable to vote. It's standard. It's the law. Monthly citizenship tests are checks, and it's not that every person who might be uh, uh, here illegally or something to like that effect need to be checked. That's not. It's not that. What it literally is is there's going to be a list, and that list will go against voting records. And if there is somebody who is on that voting record who is not who has registered to vote who is not a legal citizen, they would be expunged from the list and not able to vote. Once again, the law. Go figure. A correction process for mail-in ballot signature concession for Democrats. There's a waiving of the, the, the signature that actually goes on ballots can be done by a third party. It's ultimately what Georgia voted on and did not go ahead and count against these ballots. And honestly, Texas threw it out as a concession for Democrats. At least we're trying to find some middle ground. But the new ID requirements for voting by mail, the bills would set new ID requirements so voters must provide their driver's license number, or if they don't have one, the last four digits of their social security number on applications for those ballots. And this is what the Democrats are fighting over, because they know that illegal immigrants will not be able to go ahead and vote at this point. For their votes to be counted, voters will be required to include matching information on the envelopes used to return their ballots. This isn't anything abnormal. If you want to get the little star for the airport travel... In the verified flight, you have to have all your documents. You want to go get a driver's license, you have to have your documents. You want to get a loan, you have to have your documents. You want to vote. Yes, most assuredly, if you do not have the required ID, you are going to have to provide those documents that prove you're an American citizen. Deal with it. A ban on the distribution of mail-in ballot applications. This is also the second thing the Democrats are bucking against. This prohibits local election officials from sending unsolicited applications to request a mail-in ballot because it's against the law. You can't solicit votes. New regulations for early voting hours, including a ban on 24 hour voting. But however, there was a concession given that they want to extend it by overall two hours one hour in the morning, one hour in the night. But they're not going to go into 24 hour voting. A ban on drive through voting. They were actually put up in tents, they were put up at the Houston Rockets Center. This isn't the way to do it. You got to get out of your car. You got to go and do it like everyone else and stand in line. These 24-hour pop-ups creates a lot of confusion. We'll talk about that in a second. But here's the truth. This isn't voter suppression. Voter suppression. We look at Jim Crow laws. We look at actually having to take a test in order to go ahead. uh, All African-Americans would have to take a test to ensure that they could vote. These things are not happening. This is the typical D.C. two-step that we are all tired of. Both parties are playing proverbial tug-of-war in an effort to garner power and, most importantly, votes. With the hyper- hyperbole swirling around voting reforms in the Georgia area, Florida, and Texas, and Iowa, and beyond, it's worth recalling what happened last time Democrats did this chicken-little performance. In a 2014 speech, Vice President Joe Biden ran alarms about a new assault on the most basic of civil rights, the right to vote. Mr. Biden took specific aim at voter ID laws, calling them an attempt to repress minority voting, masquerading as an attempt to end corruption. The AP reporter covering the speech added, Biden said if the laws had been in effect during the 2012 election and only 6% of black voters who cast their ballots had been unable to vote, President Obama would have lost Florida. Today, 36 states have voter ID laws of some kind, and Mr. Biden's dire story of political motivated disenfranchisement hasn't panned out. Strict ID laws don't stop borders, period. In summation, last year, contrary to Mr. Biden's earlier warnings, voters certainly weren't suppressed when they turned out in historic numbers to put him in the Oval Office. He won Georgia, despite its strict voter ID law, where Democrats then flipped two Senate seats. Even so, Mr. Biden is now telling the same tale of suppression as in 2014 with almost identical language. He calls the Texas election bill part of an assault on democracy. This time, he says, the sky is really falling, and climate change is real, and the Republicans are racist, and inflation isn't anything to be scared of, and I don't like China. Talk about Chicken Little. The Democrats are known for claiming injustice, all the while doing it themselves. This has happened throughout the last 15 years we've seen it, but over the history of the Democratic Party. Taking, for example, the claims that the election was stolen from Hillary Clinton in Russia. We heard this all day long, at nauseum. This was spread and lathered on so thick, we couldn't engage in a news cycle without hearing about it. Claiming the Supreme Court blackballing and tanking nominees for SCOTUS was the Republicans doing. With Mr. Garland, but it's been happening since Ronald Reagan and the first Mexican and a Latin American uh, nominee for the SCOTUS. This has been going on a long time. I did a show on this about how there is a long litany of history over the last 30 years where this was started by the Democrats. And most assuredly, the Republicans did go ahead and pass over Garland hard. And it was wrong, and they shouldn't have. But this had been done multiple times against the Republicans by the Democrats in history. I'll try to link that show right here and give it to you. How about blackmailing the Ukrainian president? Remember this when Donald Trump was blackmailing uh, Ukraine? Well, this was proven false. And although impeached, it was a farce. However, Joe Biden held money so his son could fend off investigation. And he openly admits it on tape that he was going to fire the prosecutor. The prosecutor wasn't fired. They were going to hold monies. This was openly admitted on tape. How about the claims of racist Republicans, and we all know the history of Jim Crow, inner-city modern-day slave camps, the KKK, and the proverbial passing of the buck, all in an attempt to shuffle blame off their own doorstep. Democrats scream of voter suppression and the inability of their constituents to obtain proper ID or the need to be able to vote in a McDonald's drive through but their true intention is to complicate the issues and muddy the waters with an unwavering and unfettered access to voting that can't possibly have meaningful oversight. The Democrats claim suppression while walking out and refusing to vote on legislation supported predominantly by all of your current constituents. It is the most blatant and apparent voter suppression in recent memory. Of course, this is just par for the course. Do we expect anything less? Why does it say paper jam when there is no paper jam? Vice President Kamala Harris claimed that people who live in a rural community are unlikely to be able to use a copy machine, saying that this is a reason not to implement voter ID requirements. This video is interesting. I'm going to go ahead and play it for you real quick. It uh, doesn't specifically say it, but you you go ahead and be the judge. I'll jump in here and say some
1: things on it. Is agreeing to voter ID one of those compromises that you'd support? I don't think that we should underestimate what that could mean
0: oh getting a complete sentence out of Kamala Harris is exhausting she never really answers the question but here she does make a very clear statement that's a little muddy I know that's a contradiction I know that's not exactly doesn't make much sense But what she'll do is she will say something and then she'll contradict her point in the middle of it. You see, the Democrats say things like, oh, no, no, no. Getting an ID isn't why we don't want to do this. It just makes it harder to vote. No, you're truly saying that people, your constituents, specifically minorities, are too stupid to get a a driver's license like every other American because that's what it is. And this whole thing that minorities or people in the middle of the states in the flyover states can't figure out how to work a copy machine or a Kinko's. Well, that's not what they're asking for. They're asking for the driver's license number or a social security. And honestly, you should know your social security and you should have a driver's license on you at all time. How hard is that? But anyway, this is how she answers.
1: Because in some people's mind, that means, well, you're going to have to um, Xerox or, or, or photocopy your ID to send it in to prove you are who you are. Well, there are a whole lot of people, especially people who live in rural communities, who don't, there's no, kinkos there's no office max near them people have to understand that when we're
0: um what is this 1980 i mean for god's sakes we actually have little devices called phones that you can take a picture of a document and fax it anywhere you want in the u.s anywhere in the world we have printers everywhere we can take a picture of it what does it matter they're not asking for that anyway it has nothing to do with the topic and you just insulted the middle of America, because rural communities can't figure out about a copy machine. These people have went through depression. These people have went through lynchings. These people have went through economic downturn. They have went through droughts. They have went through having all of their crops literally dug up underneath them because they can't afford the swings and ebbs and flows of the constant market. What do you want from them? They know how to survive this and they've honestly survived oppression from the fucking Democrats who don't care about any of them, including giving them water for their crops. The people in rural areas are stronger than you think. And I hate to say it, I'm a big city boy who happens to live in a rural area. And honestly, most of the people that I have here are decent, hardworking human beings, and they're smarter than you think. It's not like we're a bunch of rednecks who chaw tobacco and have never read a book, even though that's what everyone thinks Republicans are. Kamala Harris, although her words were not specifically degrading, the tone is there.
1: Talking about voter ID laws? Be clear about who you have in mind and what would be required of them to prove who they are. Of course, people have to prove who they are. But not in a way that makes it it almost impossible for them to prove who they are. What? Listen to that again. It it fucking makes no sense. To prove who they are. Of course, people have to prove who they are. But not in a way that makes it it almost impossible for them to prove who they are. Impossible. Folks... We have eclipsed. We have reached a new
0: level. Getting a copy of your ID is now literally blazing the trail into the west. You're the new the new frontier. This is bigger than space. This is bigger than bigger than curing cancer. Man, space flight. Electricity. This is greater than sliced bread, folks. How could I possibly get a copy of my ID. Could I hold it up to a camera on my computer and take a screenshot? Can I take a photograph? Can I write the number down? Can I go to the local grocery store and make a copy? Can I go to a neighbor's house? And not everyone needs that. But if this is your first time getting registration and getting a driver's license or an ID, which it would be for people who are not legally in this country, It's going to be hard, especially if you're illegal. And that's the whole point about this. That's what she's trying to say. But she's trying to scare the rural voters. She's trying to go ahead and scare the farmers, the coal miners. And this is what they do. It doesn't work. Democrats, the biggest mistake you ever possibly make is when you try to suppress the vote yourselves by saying that it's too hard and too difficult. This election saw the most votes cast ever. And yes, we have different understanding of what made that readily available versus mailing out 50 million ballots that were unsolicited, but it doesn't matter. People got to vote and we should see this in the next election too, especially if Trump runs. But saying that people in a rural community can't figure out how to go ahead and make a copy, I think you're underestimating the people that I know versus who you know. And Representative Lauren Boebert of Colorado shot back saying, I live in a rural community and I am perfectly capable of operating a copying machine, Kamala. Harris, who has been tasked by the Biden administration with handling voting rights issues, spoke to BET about that voter ID law we just talked about. This requirement would be just too much for American voters, she said, because they would have to photocopy their IDs. I don't think that we should underestimate what that could mean. Could mean, operable word. Harris told BET because in some people's minds, That means, well, you're going to have to Xerox or photocopy your ID to send it in to prove that you are who you are. Nobody was thinking that until you said it. Nobody. Well, she continued, there are a whole lot of people, especially people who live in rural communities. There's no Kinkos. There's no office max near them. People have to understand that when we're talking about voter ID laws, be clear of who you have in mind and what would be required of them to prove who they are. And then lastly, of course, people have to prove who they are, she said, but in no way, that makes it almost impossible for them to prove who they are. Huh? The White House has been insistent that new voting laws passed in many states are actually discriminatory. Republican-held state legislature are putting these laws in place because red states did not like the outcome, and they've continued to perpetuate a lie about the outcome of the election, she says. That's why we're here, Press Secretary Je- uh, Jen Saki said in June. Vice President Kamala Harris has been tasked with engaging with voting rights groups and state lawmakers, and hopefully she'll do this by 2024, considering that she just got her ass down to the border, quote, who are supportive of expanding access to voting in the country under the guise of lambasting so-called anti-voter laws that seek to ensure election security. The Biden administration has been using the January 6 breach to justify federal overhaul despite constitutional clarity on states' rights. This includes trying to prevent states from enacting voter ID laws as Georgia has done, making those IDs free to all voters. Saki said that Biden is absolutely revolted by the wave of anti voter laws based on the same repeatedly disproven lies that led to assault on our nation's capital. What? Sorry, no. She said that the federal government shares the desire to fight against efforts by many Republicans to suppress the vote suppress the vote around the country. Well, guess what, federal government? There's a little thing called the Tenth Amendment. Screw you. You don't have that power. The states still have the right to decide for themselves. Congress has been pushing the For the People Act legislation. I've covered it many times on my show, which patched, passed the House with little GOP support. Democrats numbered the bill H.R. 1 to designate it as the party's top legislative priority. Representative Boebert slammed the bill when it was proposed, saying it was merely a pretense of abolishing the Electoral College, which it was. Bobert spoke at CPAC in Dallas, Texas on Saturday, lambasting Democrats for their policies that make Americans dependent. State handouts. We're here to tell the government we don't want your benefits. We don't want your welfare. Don't come knocking on my door with your Fauci ouchie. You leave us the hell alone, she told the CPAC crowd. At least she's colorful. Fauci, ouchie. Pretty clever. I wish I would have thought of it. Hands up or my kid will shoot. This is the latest controversy. It's a Block 19. Clever play on words. It is a Glock that looks like a Lego. A Utah-based firearm company has halted production of this colorful Block 19 gun, which was designed to resemble a toy gun made from Lego like bricks. after Facing criticism. Culpepper Precision, a company that specialized in taking a firearm of known value and transforming it into a personalized and valuable treasure for a fair price, recently debuted the Glock 19, a or the Block 19, a glock handgun that looked more like a child's toy, vividly colored and seemingly assembled out of Lego bricks. The gun definitely attracted a lot of attention from everyone, including gun control activists and nonprofits, which described the pistol as irresponsible and dangerous, of course. One organization even wrote Lego, asking the Danish company to intervene. Lego LEGO reportedly sent Culpeper Precision a cease and desist order, which makes sense considering the look of the Block 19, as well as the fact that the company mentioned Lego in their marketing materials, including encouraging people to buy the gun made out of the Lego you got from Santa. We wanted the Second Amendment to and by the way, Americans, I just want to be, I was just lambasted over this. This was something I got yelled at. I called Lego Legos. Don't ever call Lego Legos. Now, I didn't do it there. Even though it was written made out of Legos you got from Santa, it's not Lego. The plural of Lego is Lego. I know. I got yelled at. How dare you say it's Legos? It's actually Lego. You can argue. It sounds stupid. It doesn't matter. This is what the Swiss want, and they can get whatever the hell they want. We wanted the Second Amendment to simply to be too painful to tread on, so there was only one logical solution, Pepper Precision wrote in an Instagram post, adding the Block 19 was supposed to emphasize that guns were for everyone and that owning and shooting firearms responsibly is a really enjoyable activity. Unfortunately for Pepper Precision, or Col- yes, Cold Pepper Precision, the company that inspired their original design didn't share their view. And after consulting with their lawyers, the company decided to suspend production of its gun. The toy like Glock, which sold for between 549 to 765, the slide had to be Gen 4, Gen 3. If you provided for your own, it was 549. If you needed the company to provide it for you, it was 765. It's no longer being made, but Cold pepper Precision, But Culper, is it Culper? It doesn't matter. Precision seems unapologetic, taking to Instagram to post that people have the right to customize their property to make it look like whatever they want. That's not necessarily true. We'll talk about that. Interestingly, in the U.S., it is illegal to sell children's toys that precisely resemble real guns, but there is no law explicitly preventing manufacturers from creating a gun that resembles a toy. Here are the cons to this. Kids might think it's a toy. Now, my children know don't pick up a gun. There are guns that used to be under lock and key. There aren't any more. I have them hidden throughout the house. They know where they are. They understand not to touch. If their friends come over, we secure them, and it's a safe environment. And people say, oh, it's dangerous. A gun has never shot anybody. It's only somebody who doesn't know how to handle a gun. Educate your children. Have that rule. If you don't feel comfortable, put it under a lock and key. Put it in a safe, whatever you want to do. But how about putting serious rounds down range with that thing? Uh, Meltage? I don't think that if you put more than a couple magazines through that thing nonstop, that that will hold up. The heat element from the slide and around the barrel will most assuredly melt those Legos. I don't understand how it's going to hold up. And let's face it, you could step on it in the middle of the night. Say you drop your gun and you step on it. That could seriously take out your foot. You may never recover. There's also some assembly required. I mean, can you imagine putting that thing together? But here's more importantly, all jokes aside, cops won't know the difference. Honestly, this is a novelty item, and nobody is using this for home defense. Let's be honest. Pink guns, Nintendo NES labeled guns, Trump guns, and comparatively guns have been made for years that are theme ready, whether it be a John Wayne or a 1911 for Patton. These things have been made since guns have been created. People need to relax. These guns aren't going to hurt anybody. It's no more lethal. Yes, it looks like a toy, but honestly, no serious gun collector is going to own it except for a novelty use. No one's taking that down to the range and firing it. They'll be made fun of. Pink guns, same thing. They're just a novelty item, and they don't hurt anybody any more than not a pink gun. Kids like guns. Educate them. Keep them away. The pros of this, it's badass. And in the end, this is America. And you thought, you know, you may not like it. Or you think it might empower or quash the stupidity of neglectful gun owners. It won't do either. In the end, the gun isn't to blame for negligent discharge or accidents. It's the owner. That is why most states believe that 18-year-olds shouldn't own a gun that is a deadly and lethal in the wrong hands. But 16 is totally fine to own and drive a car. Only in America. Here's what it comes down to. This company made money off of Lego. They have no right to do that. Their marketing can't really mention Lego. It's not endorsed by Lego, and they've made a big mistake. There are generic blocks out there that they can go ahead and use to replicate the same thing, and they can still even call it the Block 19. This will come back, and I promise you, the attention that they drew to it will now make millions of people talk about it, which will make tens of thousands want to buy it, when honestly, if they just would have shut up about it, it would have been gone. It would have made some circa around... Facebook and then nobody would have talked about it again but this is what happens when you draw attention to something you actually do more harm than good this is not a gun that I would own even though it's totally kick-ass and it's awesome I saw a Glock that was made out of a NES uh, laser gun from Duck Hunt I think it's great but I would never use it to defend my home I would never go target shooting with it and honestly it would stay in my safe to show friends it would be a conversation piece That's just me. What do you think? Do you like it? Do you love it? Do you want one? Whatever. Just tell me down below. Let me know. Folks, that's it for tonight for 188. It's wonderful to have you. Thank you for stopping by. Thank you for listening to the show. As always, you can find me here on my social media sites. Please give me a like, share, and subscribe on YouTube. Say hello. Stop by Facebook and follow me if you could. This is a sign for me to go away because I am starting to stutter, which means I'm tired. It's 10 o'clock, and I'm exhausted. Veteran Crisis Hotline, 1-800-273-8255. Press 1, veterans commit suicide, 22 a day. We're doing a raise the roof tomorrow, raising the roof for a World War II veteran, Carl Knight. When we announced to him that we were raising the roof, he passed away a short time later. It's gonna be a great day. I'll make sure to give you guys some updates, send some video. God bless our veterans. Remember, 22 a day commit suicide, PTS, traumatic brain injury, anxiety, depression are all real. They need your help. Have a conversation. Talk to a vet today. If you can't reach out to me, I'll make it with you. And if that doesn't work, go to www.dondonfriendme.com, click on the VCL link, and you'll be connected to a Skype operator. Whether you are military or a civilian, it doesn't matter. They will get you the help that you desperately need. Thank you, folks. I will be on tomorrow. Have a wonderful evening, and God bless. Talk to you tomorrow.